When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to Only Stupid Answers, the best damn podcast you could put your moist little ears into. And we have a very special episode today. DJ. I'm so excited. Uh, we've been working on this for a long time. And I know you guys are probably saying, wait, I thought you did the Twitch show. <laughs> did that. We were working on two things and very little sleep, very poor diets. We're, work- we're fixing that now because we are ready to show the world what we've been working on. I yes. hope you guys have enjoyed our Twitch show. That's live 4 p.m. PST on Thursdays at twitch.tv slash playnoggin. But... We have a whole brand new podcast to release for you guys today. Actually, this episode is the first two episodes of our new podcast. Here's the title. So you're like, hold on. You're like, wait. So this is a new Only Stupid. It's like, it's a a new, a whole new podcast to live alongside Only Stupid Answers. It's like a sibling to Only Stupid Answers. Yes, this is not like a super TV showdown where it's on our Patreon. Like, this is... Something that anyone can listen to, uh, and then you can be a part of that community, and it's it's separate from only stupid answers. But there there is some sh- you know sharedness. You yes, know, we're sharing a little it's bit. All the same family. This new podcast is titled "Hard to Say Goodbye," and it is a Game of Thrones rewatch podcast. Yes. We are so excited about it. And why you're going to ask why is it called "Hard to Say Goodbye"? Well, one of the hardest things we're going to ever go through in any of our lives yes. is having to say goodbye to one of our favorite TV shows. And I don't know about you, Sam. One of my favorite shows is Game of Thrones, and we know that the next season is the last season, so mm-hmm. we were talking about it, and we, we talked about re-watching the whole show before the final season of Game of Thrones because we did um, season seven yes. on our Patreon. And with, it, you guys were way on board with that, yeah, which was awesome. We did it with Trisha Hirschberger, and we had such a blast talking about that show with her, doing that with her, that we talked about doing the whole show leading up to the final season with Trisha, and that's mm-hmm. what we're doing. And we're so excited to be able to show these episodes to you guys today. This is episode one and two from the first season of Game of Thrones, and it's so cool for me only watching the season, the series through once, catching new little Easter eggs, and it's cool that we get to see all these last few hints one more time before we go into the final season to see yes. how everything gets wrapped up. But also, there's one important thing before we get into these episodes that we need to announce. There's a brand new Patreon for Hard to what? Say Goodbye. And I know you guys have supported us in amazing ways through our Twitch show and through our Only Stupid Answers Patreon. But to make this show work, we do need to figure out to have a, We do need a Patreon. Yeah. And Again, this is, a, this is a whole nother show. So all the stuff that we do to make Only Stupid Answers happen, this, it, this show is going to need that kind of care and attention as well. Because not only are we re-watching the show, mm-hmm. but there's going to be watch-alongs for episodes. Trisha is doing a bonus episode with us where we compare the books to the shows. That's probably the coolest thing. That might be cooler than the rewatches because seeing her like eyes light up when she gets to compare like, well, this book actually like nailed it when it comes to this scene or like yeah. these characters are actually totally different and this is why we filmed the first episode and it ended up being longer than our yeah, reviews. So, so we're, building, we're, we're building a whole nother show with a whole new community and if you'd like to be a part of it, you can listen to these right now. You're listening to the episode right now and then you can go to patreon.com slash 
hard to, to say, say goodbye, goodbye to see what what's going on there and what we're doing over there in this new show that we're building and uh these episodes will eventually go out on a platform similar to what we do with only stupid answers where you can listen to it everywhere but to listen to the episodes first they're going to first pop up on patreon.com slash hard to say goodbye mm-hmm. that's where they're going to live first we're going to try and build up that community and then they will go out into the world yes but the way to the way we're going to make this work is with patreon and you guys have been so supportive so far and we greatly appreciate it so if you have a second check out the patreon consider yeah. supporting and also another little bonus thing to throw on top of here you're not getting one episode of a podcast a week you're getting two what you're doing two episodes a week and they're they're tight they're nice we've got cool commentary and these first two episodes are a great example of that we hope you enjoy let's not dilly dally anymore let's hop into it we hope you enjoy the first two episodes of hard to say goodbye and we hope we can see you over on that patreon we love you guys oh hello there how are we all doing you had to figure out because it should be a different intro than the normal intro. Hey, you're right. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey we're starting soft because this is hard to say goodbye. This is a tender <laughs> show, and we're here to help because we're, well, mainly the reason why we created this podcast is to help people. Mm. Uh, you people. Kind people through some of the, the toughest moments. People. Through some of the, some of the toughest moments of their lives, and it's that moment's when one of their favorite shows ends. Because we, yeah. what are you supposed to do with your life after that? You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, for our first season, our host, Trisha Hirschberger. Hello. Hi. Thank you for joining us so much. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like when you're like, hard to say goodbye is for you people. I'm like, and us people. <laughs> and us people. All this is really our therapy. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know what I'm going to do when Game of Thrones ends. Well, hopefully we can help you guys through it. Uh, DJ, yes. say hello. Uh, that's hello, I'm me. Hello. And the voice soothing your ears and stuttering through this intro I wrote hastily in my car is Sam Basher. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> now, like we've talked about, we're going to work our way through Game of Thrones. We're going to be watching yes. every single episode and reviewing it. Talking oh. about our favorite moments, things we pick up now after rewatching it. I have now watched the series once through and... Uh, that's a pretty cool accomplishment for me, but you guys have watched it multiple times. Yes, actually, for the first season, mm-hmm. this is um, this is this is like the sixth or seventh That's time. What it I was felt saying, like. you know, because I because uh, I watched it and then I had I watched it with friends that I got into the show, uh, and then um, and then I rewatched it before the last season. Mm-hmm. I've seen it a couple times, just a few. Yeah. Now, for me, I watched the first season. Uh, like I normally watch Game of Thrones and other shows I really love, which is where I will watch each episode three or four times in between when that episode releases and when the next episode releases. Yeah. Like to hold me over and make sure I got everything before we go into the next episode. But then I don't, I haven't rewatched the seasons mm-hmm. yeah. since then. So oh. going back and watching season one now, knowing what I know, has been just delightful. Just, oh, just delightful. Yeah. So wait, you watch, like it came, an uh, episode comes out Sunday. Yep. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, you're rewatching that yep. same episode. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So that when the next episode comes out, I can be sure I have not missed a single thing. This is cool. Three people with three different opinions coming into this. Yeah. Three different ways of approaching the show. Sam rewatches nothing ever. No. He just The second he sees it, he goes straight into the trash. <laughs> it does. I have no idea why I do it. I can't even retain it. He'll buy he buys a movie, and then he'll watch it, and then he throws it straight into the shredder. I'm like they the shred you... Blu-rays now. You can just whoop, and it's just... You know when you like show a goldfish and they come back, and they're like, oh, they're oh, surprised yeah. by it. That's yeah. kind of like me with basically 
basically anything in my life. <laughs> uh, so I'm excited to rewatch this my first time through. Let's call there it that. Is. Uh, well, we're going to talk about today the very first episode of the premiere, episode 101, Winter is Coming. Here's a quick synopsis from IMDb, which is not reliable, but I'll read it verbatim. John Aaron, <laughs> the hand of the king, is dead. King Robert Baratheon plans to ask his old friend, Eddard Stark, to take John's place across the sea. Viserys Targaryen plans to wed his sister to a nomadic warlord in exchange for an army. Yeah, about right. Yeah, that's basically it. That's basically so cool. That was episode one. Bye, everybody. Uh, well, thank you so much for contributing to the Patreon. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, but no, let's get into it because we're all, we've are all we already watched it. Yes. What do we think? General thoughts. Let's throw to Trisha because she's got notes. Oh, my gosh. I have so many notes. This is, uh, j- this is going to be my Game of Thrones journal specifically mm-hmm. Everyone for say hi to it. Say hi yes. to the journal. Hi, Trisha's journal. Hello. And Trisha I have a system where every episode I watch, I take notes on one side and then I put book notes on the other side Boom. just to say to, as a recommendation like an incentive you know. for mm-hmm. joining the video podcast it's a leather bound braided uh, notebook with like mm-hmm. velvet Ooh, and, velvet. and metal little trinkets on it mm-hmm. it's pretty fancy it is <laughs> it's pretty fancy I got it from it a friend of holy. mine years ago and I was like you know what this is this was its purpose all along. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited. Um, but yeah, uh, episode one. Uh, the first thing that hit me about it, honestly, is how much younger everyone looks. Yeah. So this was 2011. This is seven years ago now. But not not even just the kids being seven years younger, which I feel like should be the biggest difference. But like, damn, does Jamie Jamie Lannister just look so young and untouched? Yeah. And it made me think. I hope the makeup artists like kind of prettied him up like in an elven sense you know mm-hmm. what I mean yeah. so that they could make him look dirtier and harder later another mm-hmm. one that stood out to me was Tyrion he's got that little boyish mop on his head mm-hmm. he, he yeah. looked like a little boy yeah. he looked very young and uh, for me Jon Snow was like you don't have a lot of definition in your face right now but give yeah. it a few years of yeah. being cold and sad <laughs> Then it'll come back. Let yeah. that cold and sad sink in. Mm-hmm. Everybody just looks so innocent. They are all children of the long summer. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I, I really loved this episode. I love that they took the time to set up each of the Stark children. Um, they added in some scenes that were not originally there in the books to do that and to really flesh out the personalities of each of the kids to, you know, falsely set audiences up for the fact that the Stark children and uh, Ned are obviously the main protagonists of the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> it was I was uh, surprised how into it I got immediately with the White Walkers, the opening scene, because like, I remember rewatching it for the first time. I was like, I remember this. It is cool. Not going to deny that. But this time through, I was like. All right, I know what's coming. This yeah. is actually, uh, this is like uh, the first zombie like outbreak thing you see in a zombie movie. And I'm like, oh, I, this is going to get bad quick. Yeah, that was actually what first got me into the show. Because I'd heard, coming up to its release, I'd heard things like obviously fans of the book were like excited for it. And there were early reviews that, that were saying how good it was. So I'm like, oh, I'll give it a shot. I don't know. And then the opening minutes, I'm like, oh, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm into whatever the show's doing. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the, I love that the series chose to start this way, um, and the book does as well. Um, but you start things off with something otherworldly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we completely deviate from that and yeah. go all politics mm-hmm. in season one. And then just, you know, when we get to that bookend of season one, then you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. There's magic in this world. Cool, I forgot. Um, But it's smart because it gets people enticed. And then I feel like hooks them in with the realism of it and the politics of it. Yeah. And the hurdles we're going to have to get through to get to the actual threat that the show is set, set up immediately right. but we have seven seasons to get set to that. Set up immediately yeah. and yeah. then we forget about it yes. because there's other stuff going <laughs> exactly. on. Exactly. Um, but people also, are pretty. <laughs> how different do the White Walkers look? Yeah. yeah. They're not Definitely. white. 
Or blue. No, they're gray. Yeah. They're like these gray kind of dead things with blue eyes. Yeah. Um, uh, that that hit me right away. The kid yeah. set up, though, the kid pinned to the tree and then him walking around with the blue eyes. I was like, this is this is great. This yeah. is amazing. For a second, I was like, should we say spoilers? But I'm like, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess uh, heads up, though, if you've never... Yeah, spoilers for We're the past seven episodes of the... We're doing seven seasons of yeah, the show. You yes. should know. <laughs> you should you be if you haven't seen it. Well, go watch it with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's opportunities to do that. Real quick, let's take a second to say hi to our pals at Squarespace. I like Squarespace. You guys, if you don't know what Squarespace is, let me tell you. You can create a beautiful, amazing website with it. If you've got a cool idea, then you have all you need for a new website. All right. Showcase your work. Maybe if you're an artist, you can sell products or services. You can promote your physical or online business. There's so many options. There's so many different things you can do. There are beautiful templates created by world-class designers. Powerful e-commerce functionality lets you sell anything online. I've done stuff with that and it's it's real nice. It's a real nice thing to have. Mm -hmm. And there's also built-in search engine optimization. But the most important thing for me, because I'm a dum-dum when it comes to building stuff online, 24-7 award Award-winning customer support. You yes, gotta have that good customer support. There's awards for this, and Squarespace cleaned house. So make it yourself. You can easily create a website by yourself using Squarespace. You can stand out with your very own beautiful website. Uh, okay, so if you don't mind, I would like to pitch a website really yeah, quick. Please, I, I would love to. I love swimming. You do? Yeah, and I love my dog. Yeah. Where are you going with this? Okay, so I <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah, I feel embarrassed when like I bring Dwight somewhere and he's just not dressing his best Yeah. and I, if I'm going to the gym and I want to bring my pup and I want to swim I want to make sure that we're matching so I would like to start a business where we actually are able to make swimsuits that, are, that match with the owners so it's very I, specific it, but you know what you can make the website with Squarespace I'm sorry I found a, a vegan frozen yogurt place I can make my pet and swim human swimsuit matching company <laughs> thank you very much like I have a Rocco's Modern Life uh, design that I would love to use. Classic. And I would love to make sure everyone else got their hands on it. So if we we're going to make a website for it. Yeah. What's an easy title? Uh, I would. I could build this uh, store out online and I could use Squarespace to do it. Easy title. Here it comes. Here's your URL. Three, two, one. Puppypaddles.com. Boom. There it is. Puppypaddles. NYC. What? Because you're, you're going to base it out this of New York. classy. No, yeah, when you think New York, you think classy. And you're like, <laughs> I'm not going to any kind of dot .com, dot .co, dot .org. I'm going dot .nyc. Let us know if you have any ideas, other ideas for URL names for Puppy Sam. PuppyTitles.nyc is amazing. And if you guys use... take it, I swear <laughs> I'm going to lose it. I swear I'll, I'm going to visit that site. All well, right. If you guys want to check it out for yourself, Squarespace has got a lot of amazing features that you're not going to miss out to. So go ahead and head over to squarespace.com slash stupid for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code stupid, stupid. to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. It's just that easy. Squarespace.com slash stupid for a free trial. But when you're ready to launch, use the offer code stupid to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Think it. Dream it, make it with Squarespace. Now back to the show. But yeah, I think I liked that that subtle because it adds it adds a layer of of 
you would normally be in the shoes of all the characters are like, no, zombies up on the wall. No, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. Of course that's not happening. But we know as an audience, like, Mm -hmm. oh, crap, they don't. It adds a sense of dread to everything that comes after it. And also, I kind of I kind of sets up the ethos for the show, which is the idea that all this backstabbing and backroom politics and stuff really doesn't matter and is essentially a waste of everybody's time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I think that sets up kind of like the, the perspective of the show that that it's like there's bigger things to worry about than your little petty squabbles. And nobody knows that. Actually, there's a later episode, Jorah has a line that's similar to that, which basically sums up what you just said, too. But getting ahead of ourselves in the Mm -hmm. first episode, uh, I thought there was a cool little Easter egg, and maybe I'm... I can't be reading too much into it. I'm barely even a fan of this show. (laughs) uh, Tinfoil had it for us, So you get the first scene with... uh, Let me make sure I say his name correctly. It is Viserys Mm -hmm. and Danny. The very first scene, it's... Uh, disgusting and heartbreaking and Danny has that moment where she walks into the into like the sauna or the spa oh yeah and uh, they're like the spa, my lady don't do will. that it's too hot and for a second I was like at the first time watching it through it's like oh she feels dirty she's trying to like cleanse herself which she is but also setting up the whole fire thing and I was yep. like I know what that means now also yeah, the cool. unburnt yeah. Yeah. no there were a lot of moments like that mm-hmm. in this first episode you know this about it yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I freaked out there were a couple moments like uh, when Theon almost kills Bran's direwolf yeah. mm, real quick Real quick to do didn't that. Catch, no. Didn't catch that. Like, it's funny knowing what I know now going yeah. back and watching this. Um, so that was a huge one. Daenerys the Unburnt, a little foreshadowing there with that. Um, another one that was cool was the scene between Tyrion and Jon when uh, they say, when they say to, I, I believe, either Tyrion says it to Jon or Jon says it to Tyrion, but I know the line is in there of what do you know about being a bastard? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Tyrion might know more about being a bastard than we thought. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Tinfoil hat theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might. I really like that scene as well. Andy brought this up to Tyrion, how much, like, he looks so young. Yeah. And it, it, you can see why people, like, they have their judgments of him because of prejudices, because he uh, is a dwarf, but also because, like, he lives a very privileged life and yes. it is his way of dealing with it by acting the way he does. Yeah. But also a normal person just saying that once you're like, yeah, I don't, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling that guy. I yeah. wouldn't be rooting for that guy. But as an audience member, you're like, Oh, he's the most charming one here. And he's the only one that's been, he has the ability to be real with people because he has been judged. Um, but he still has power. So yeah. I thought that was, well, I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause the, the show really does follow, uh, people in positions, even though they go through struggles, they are, they are in a more privileged position than pretty much everybody else in this reality. Mm-hmm. All the people we follow are pretty all right for yeah. the most part. They uh, don't have like, there's issues, there's clear problems, yeah. especially with like Daenerys and stuff. But it's yeah, like, Danny has the, has the, the, the hardest time probably in, well, Bran, uh, <laughs> in the, in this first episode. <laughs> Um, and I know there was some issue, there was some issue with, at the, at the time, I think with, because I, I think there's a deviation and what, there's the bonus episodes. We'll get into more of the deviations from the book and the show, but there's a deviation in the way, um, Daenerys's first night with Drogo was depicted. Oh, a huge one. But, but I, from what oh. I understand, I think, I think it's that I don't, I don't think you should soften that blow. Is a, because people back in the day were sold, oh, and it's basically we'll, we'll talk it to death. I this was maybe 
in my top three things I was pissed about that they changed Whoa. of the entire series. Well, not done. just season one. Okay. Yeah, I want to tune into those bonus episodes. Yeah, yeah. I've Don't got a lot of out. feelings on it. And then uh, in the the episode, like we're talking about cliffhangers and things that that we think set up stuff, and then it ends up with Brand seeing something that I think might play out more in later episodes, which is Jamie and Cersei possibly being together. I think that might be important to the show. Uh, maybe just throwing that out there. <laughs> There's a chance I, they I picked might up on it. like each other more than siblings. That was another thing that, that uh, kind of hooked me in the first episode is when, because I thought, first watching it since I'd never read the book, that Bran was dead. I thought in the first episode of the show, they killed off a kid protagonist. I was like, whoa. And that, that kind of hooked me that the show's not messing around, which proved to be true, just not in that case. Mm-hmm. That, that specific yeah. child possible death. Mm-hmm. Don't well, worry. Uh, hold on to your hats, kids. Yeah. It's interesting that in episode one, they do one of those like, is this person dead? I don't know. Maybe. Because I feel like Game of Thrones does that expertly, both the books and the series, um, where they kind of leave it ambiguous yeah. if someone has died. And then maybe we have to wait a couple episodes to find out. Yeah. You know. I'm, uh, I think one of, the best thi- one of the best gets this show got was uh, Sean Bean. And in my head, I kept yes. thinking Mr. Bean. And I'm like, don't, don't, don't say don't, Mr. Don't Bean. Say <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, which I would in- be interested to see uh, uh, that actor on the show. But no, it, he has this look on his face where it's the perpetual like sad dad look where he's like, I just don't want to let my kids down. But I'm trying my best. And I'm going to keep smiling. But you know in those eyes, like he's seen yeah. some stuff. And you he's- don't. So good, especially yeah. with John, and I like the way he, the just his little interactions with people and with uh, Robert uh, the King. With and I, I like the way that they can like kid with each other. Like later in some other episodes, we're gonna talk about too. It's just he sells it, and I'm excited to get to the finale of this show as well. Um, but no, he was my favorite part of this episode. It's just hearing him talk, and it's just like because it's just so sweet, and he feels sincere, and he makes not that the other actors don't make the world work, and he's doing heavy lifting, but he is so convincing and mm-hmm. so likable that it makes me want to keep learning about him, which is going to be a big bummer soon. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. going to be real sad. Yeah, Ned's, yeah. <laughs> Ned's my favorite character. I've always liked Ned, and every time I go back and rewatch this season, it reminds me how much I like Ned. Yeah. Yeah. Now in this first episode, though, the the moment that definitely oh. kept me going, besides. Uh, like that we had to rewatch the whole show yeah, yeah, yeah. was, um, was uh, the, the cliffhanger as well like you were yeah. saying what were some of your moments that stuck out to you Trisha? what favorite moments from yes. this episode mm-hmm. oh my gosh um, I, I think for me the moments that stood out were the moments where they introduce every member of the Stark family yeah. because they are so distinct and their unique personalities and character traits and motivations set up all of the events that will follow in some way or another. Um, So seeing each of those characters, and not even just the Stark family, but seeing Jamie for the first time, seeing Cersei for the first time, seeing Joffrey for the first time, and knowing what those characters become later, um, seeing where they started all over again is really cool. Yeah, the pilot does a really good job of bringing everybody together. and and setting up who you know these are the these are the characters that you one one form or another you'll be following throughout the rest of the the show. Um, also, something interesting for a lot of people for all the shade it got in season seven. A lot of time passes in these first early episodes. Like they, you're in King's does. Landing, they're like, "Hey, we need to go down there." Then they're down there, and you realize it's been months later. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so it's in it is in the show's way of doing things that sometimes it does speed up. 
Just saying. In later seasons, it might go slightly <laughs> faster than that. I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did want to read it. We actually had some comments from Patreon. Thank you so much for commenting. Uh, first up, we have uh, Efren. Uh, let's read from him. Uh, season one, episode one. Everyone has a chance to claim the Iron Throne at this point. So my question is, who looked the strongest to claim the throne based on your first impression? I don't know if this early on I interpret that to be like, oh, who's going to, I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't in my brain that like, oh, who's going to get the throne at this moment mm-hmm. watching the show. Yeah. Cause I was just like, well, Robert has it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was no reason to think that anyone would be fighting Robert for it yeah. at this point. Maybe um, with what we know now, do, do any of these characters stand out to you based on where they're at currently? Cause Robert will learn soon as maybe not doing the best job. At what it is. Robert's bad at his job. Robert Robert <laughs> might have been a good dude back in the day. He's definitely a good soldier. He's a bad king. Mm-hmm. He's bad at being king. I mean, I guess the person I feel like is most threatening to the throne at this point is probably Jamie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that he is the Kingslayer. He backstabbed, according to the series, the last king. Um, and he's certainly a braggart. He's up in Ned's face the whole time, and he knows he knows all Robert's dirty secrets. Um, and so I feel like he, he would be the one if I knew nothing else, just watching this episode that I would watch my back for. Yeah. Oh, I had a quick question. Uh, they, uh, what is the, how long has Robert been in power at this point? Uh, like about 14. In this series? In the the series, it's 17 years. Mm, Interesting. All right. Just figure out. That's something we'll also discuss in the bonus episode. It comes back to important character. Uh, uh, ages. Yep. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited. For we that. also have a question <laughs> from Danny Boy. Uh, not sure if you guys read the books before or after the show came out. Did the episodes deviate from the book in ways that bettered the show or not? And what uh, performances stood out to you? This is getting ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. But what ahead of the curve? But I can give a very overview answer to this. Yes, go for it. Well, because. DJ, you have not started the books, right? I know we no, talked about it, maybe. No, I'm probably never going to read Okay, it. okay, great. Uh, so kind of the brief overview is I think one of the things the series did really well was helped to keep each character distinct in the viewer's mind. I don't feel like they cast any actors that really looked too similar. Um, they, In fact, there are parts in the series in the future where uh, they change names so that the names are not too similar to mm-hmm. each other. And that's one of the hardest things about really reading any high fantasy literature is a lot of times it's really hard to keep who's who separate in your mind. Yeah. Um, so the series did an amazing job of that. Um, but there are definitely things that I feel like the way that George R. R. Martin wrote them in the books makes the characters just a little bit different um, and gives them a little bit more of an edge, which in my mind justifies motivations later down the road. Um, And so while obviously the series can't cover everything in the books because it would be a million years long per episode, um, there are some things that were changed that I'm, I'm not super thrilled with. But overall, I do think the series is a lovely adaptation of the books. I would never say that one is superior to the other. I think they're both great. Just lovely. Mm-hmm. Recommended. Hey, if you've read the books, let us know, and maybe we can have you, uh, have you on the bonus episodes. Yeah, I feel like both the books and the series have their own strengths. Mm-hmm. Uh, the series is going to finish, and the books won't. I'm just going to throw that out Ooh, there. Ooh, sick <laughs> burn. DJ likes to throw that. Just no, throw you just can't ever say that to George. He will give you the middle finger online. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. He does it a lot. He's not going to finish those books. Mm. <laughs> George, I don't think we'll have you on and we can talk about it. Yeah, we'll bring George on the show. Uh, we have uh, <laughs> one more comment here from Julian. 
I'm, uh, Julian. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. I don't, I don't want to say your name wrong. <laughs> what moments from the first few episodes did you, do you see as having long-lasting effects slash consequences? <laughs> Example, brands fall from the window. Which of these moments is your favorite? And I think we already kind of mentioned this, but I wanted to bring it back around just a second for uh, like a few other moments we might want to mention. Uh, Danny's moment there. And also... Uh, the I like the way they built out um, the Dothraki immediately, like with the wedding ceremony. You see mm-hmm. where like they immediately where the way that they their culture is, and I thought that was a really cool. That was a cool moment for me, mainly because it's horrifying, but also it's like oh, this world is dynamic, but also I can see the similarities through like this kind of more primitive world to ours. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. How are you? There was also um, Ned being picked as the hand, mm-hmm. and John Aaron's death obviously is a big. Big has long-lasting consequences mm-hmm. later on in the show. Mm-hmm. And also we have a question in a future episode of why maybe he got picked, but I'm excited to talk about that yeah. when we get to there. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Um, yeah, I feel like almost every single scene in this first episode has lasting consequences. Yeah, a lot of foreshadowing. Almost. A lot of foreshadowing, a lot of things that are set up. I mean, each of the kids getting their own direwolves. Yeah. Um, yeah, th- there's a ton set up here, but probably... The biggest that gets the ball rolling is Bran being pushed out of the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, that had me thinking, and uh, watching the execution of the man who, he was in the Night's Watch, and he left. M- more right? immediate foreshadowing with the death of that character to later in this season. To this season, but also mm-hmm. something with John later on, too, which I thought was interesting, since he yeah. was there to witness it, and the lesson that was taught to Bran was technically also taught to John at the same moment, which I thought That's was true. was pretty cool to see, because... Yes, what's going to happen later this season yeah. is important. Also, but it just was cool that I was like, oh, this is probably going to pay off later too. Fun bit of foreshadowing that doesn't play off, pertain to any Stark people, but per, per, uh, pertains to certain Lannister people. When Bran's like, so he was lying about the White Walkers? He's like, a crazy person sees what he sees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was a very sensible, fatherly answer. Yeah. Um, because he doesn't want to say straight up no. Yeah. But he doesn't want to say yes. And it also pertains to um, er- who Eris? Who was the ra- who was the king before Robert? Mad King Eris. Yeah, uh, Eris and uh, future Joffrey. Crazy person sees what they see. You know what I mean? Mm, that yeah, is an it's, it's a very sensible answer. Yeah, mm. Ned. Ned's a sensible guy. That's a that's a good a good dude. He'd make a good king. He would have made a good king. He and would've. I would hey, I would have loved to uh, serve for that king. Uh, I do need to give credit for the show because I know I gave a little smack talk to it just because it's when people love something so much and they talk about it nonstop, you, you, you just want to take it from off. Them. You want to, yeah, I want to <laughs> ruin it for him. That's what I like to do. Uh, but no, it's like this show, this specific pilot does a good job of setting up a world without making you feel overwhelmed. And that, is not easy. Yeah, a world with like, hey, P.S., I'm going to introduce you to like 20 new characters yeah. and a whole bunch of new settings mm-hmm. and you're not going to feel overwhelmed. Yeah, and yeah. like, it's like, when you try to think about our world when it comes to like governments and you can see how this government runs and you get it, you can understand it pretty well, but I'm like, I don't actually know what Canada's got going on. I think they have a parliament parliament probably uh, yeah. they don't have a president yeah they have a prime minister and he's <laughs> handsome and that's yeah. all i know that's, that's, that's all, that's all that's, i know and it's and cool that's that. our new spinoff show sam talks politics <laughs> and it's just you can hear me sweating through the microphone um but i did uh, want to ask i did uh, i did frame this episode with uh, any critiques that you wanted to give early on and is there anything that kind of stuck out to you guys is like hey mm, i'm excited for that guy to die <laughs> is that a thought that you had in your head no i thought this pilot was great mm, you 
Uh, it, it, this is solidified more for me in the next episode, I believe. But um, I'm not a huge fan of Viserys, and I think it's intentionally designed that way. Mm-hmm. Every moment Why? he is on screen, he is a villain. Mm-hmm. We don't really get many layers to his character where we feel bad for him, no. that where we want him to reclaim the throne or anything. He's just a straight asshole. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I feel like... In future episodes, it's played a little caricature but we'll get into that when we get into that. I think a moment that did turn me off from the show originally was what happened with uh, uh, oh, Cal and Daenerys. Whew, digging through the encyclopedia yeah. of names in my brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, I get what's happening. I get what they're setting up, especially when you watch future episodes for Daenerys' arc. But uh, am I supposed to like Cal eventually in the show? You, you just wait till our bonus episode. Mm-hmm. You just wait. I'm actually really excited now to get yeah. to the bonus because I want to know what you what you have to say. Oh yeah. So that's episode one. So but but so far we on the rewatch we're digging we're digging what the show's doing revisiting. Yes, I'm. Is that the consensus? In. Yes. Uh, cool. I oh, yeah. think I will do one more episode of this podcast. Okay. Uh, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> more, and then we'll see. We'll see how we'll see how it goes. All right. So that is season one, episode one, Game of Thrones. All right. We hope you're enjoying what you're listening to so far. If you are and you want this to be a thing, you want us to go through, you want to join us on the journey of going through all of Game of Thrones in preparation for the final season, the last season of this show, the story that we've gotten for seven years now. Mm -hmm. Go to patreon.com slash hard to say goodbye. Uh, A friend of the show, Star, made a wonderful logo that I'm a big fan of. And you can get the episodes early there before they're released to everybody else in the public. Yeah, and you can get stuff that will never be released to the public on that Mm -hmm. Patreon, like our bonus episodes and our watch-alongs. Which we're comparing the books to the movies, and every other week we're going to be doing watch-alongs of the next episodes of Game of Thrones. And there'll be a calendar on that page so you can actually see when we're going live and you can join us every other week, which is amazing. But you can also watch the episodes live. There's a tier where you can actually be a producer for the show and yeah. you can even hop on the show that's how deep we're going here people what? you can get your name engraved figuratively engraved on this show there it is and also that we've introduced a bridge tier to both of our patreons if you want to support both that will get you all the bonus uh, material of both so, so if you gave fifty dollars to hard to say goodbye you would be getting everything below that on only Stupid Answers Patreon as, as well. well. And if you're not supporting the Only Stupid Answers Patreon, maybe this is up your alley. So go check out patreon.com slash hard to say goodbye. We're super excited about it. We hope you guys are excited about it. The goal is to have this lead right up to the premiere of season eight. And we'll watch along with that with you guys as well. So uh, let's jump into episode two, huh? Let's do it. Three, two, one. Go. Let's get into it with episode two of season one, The King's Road. Here's a quick synopsis that probably won't help us out. While Bran recovers from his fault, spoilers, uh, Ned takes his only uh, Ned takes only his daughter to King's Landing. Jon Snow goes with his uncle Benjen to the Wall. Tyrion joins them. Daughters, IMDb. Daughters. I have an yeah. edit there. No, it, it's uh, yeah, daughters. Yeah. Daughters. Yeah. I'm just blind. <laughs> I uh, just can't should, read. Sam's just S blind. Mm-hmm. Don't judge him. Don't, all right? don't judge. Don't judge me. It's it's a it's a tragedy because <laughs> of his name. Uh-huh. But okay, you mentioned right before we started recording, Trisha, that this episode starts off with a an interesting visual. Uh, we didn't. Does get, it start with that? It's at least Danny's intro for the for this episode because mm. uh, we we intro uh, with another bedroom scene yeah. with uh, Cal and Danny and we didn't mention this last episode but here you go dragon eggs there yeah she was, given, she was given dragon eggs and that might prove to be important later maybe Sam <laughs> did you because I can't ask Trisha because you read the books you read the books prior to watching the show correct yes so you knew mm. so Sam mm. I, I 
I did not assume dragons were going to come out of that egg. I think I don't think at this point there was any inkling in my mind. Are you asking if I? Assumed? Oh, that's because you. I watched it last year. I know, but like, <laughs> so, and I, so so you'd already heard. I didn't know. I something that appealed to me of the show is the the subtle fantasy elements. It wasn't okay. until like a couple episodes from now uh, that. I realize the whole season situation that they this world deals with. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I assume dragons were donezo, uh, so I was just like those are pretty rocks that I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't anticipate where the show was going at this point. Now I can tell you uh, the first book and the first season of the show follow very closely, and yeah. I can tell you when I was reading the books. Uh, there's no way at this point I thought that dragons were actually going to appear in this world yeah. because you're so immersed in the political reality of what's going on yeah. with the exception of that like opening uh, prelude, whatever chapter, yeah. that prologue. Um, you think yeah, all the weird- you haven't seen anything mystical, but I will tell you the entire time I was reading the first book, I was like, Oh man, please let there be dragons. <laughs> like, please let it happen. Gosh, I want some dragons. I'm hanging in here. Yeah, maybe for I that. thought the dragons would show. I just didn't think those eggs were active. I guess I was under the assumption that all the weird stuff was beyond the wall. Because, like, direwolves in our world are super extinct, been super extinct for a long time. So I, and they say at the beginning that the direwolves don't come beyond the wall. And we saw the White Walkers are beyond the wall. So I assumed all the weird stuff in this world was basically beyond the wall. Mm. Um, so, so it was interesting that. The dragon situation, the setup with with Daenerys, which is which is uh, challenging, harrowing. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see how that stuff changes and evolves, and it's cool knowing where she ends up, uh, seeing her in such a um, not just in that situation, but in general, such a submissive state, and her finding her voice and her strength outside of that is really cool. Yeah, and you get it a little bit when she's talking with the. Dothraki that are helping her get ready yeah. and like that scene I thought was really interesting when they're talking that she was uh possibly a prostitute is that what I got from it the 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 made the hand that was helping her yes. get yes. ready and then yes. helped her in the bedroom later with talking yes. about like what it means to like he rules out there you rule in here like that's mm-hmm. that's how it works and yeah. I I thought that scene was good because I really hated the rest of the sec- uh, rape scenes I'm not going to call it, it no, it's rape. It's, yeah. it's really interesting because especially in the series that's the point where there's a paradigm shift in that Daenerys says, you know what, I'm done playing the victim and I want to play more of a leadership role in this entire thing that's happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because even prior to this, it's her, it's her brother kind of dictating Mm -hmm. the situation. And, um, and it's interesting how the, the people around her help her suddenly realize like, Hey, at this point, you're the one that matters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're the queen. We don't really care about him. He doesn't matter to any of us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only person that he matters to is himself. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, speaking of brothers and yeah. uh, victims, we also figure out Bran didn't get smushed as soon as he hit the ground. Uh, yeah. when he was kicked out of the tower, mm-hmm. and uh, we get the the scene that really captivated me in this is when you had the um, the assassin come in with yeah. the dagger, and you see how much of a badass hit, uh, Mama Caitlin is. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, she. He, is awesome. When they say the people in the north are hard people, mm-hmm. they're not choking around. Well, and she wasn't born in the north. No, she's, but she's not a native pick- northerner, but totally. yeah, ma'am. She's, she's picked up some tricks. Mama Bear. I mean, I don't yeah. know one person that watched that when she grabs that knife didn't go. Yeah, uh, I still do. I still, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. I thought she's going to lose all of her fingers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was very scared for her. And then you get an awesome moment with the dire wolf, and that's when I was like, oh, for sure, time's moving way faster than I think it is because yeah. it was. Direwolves just grow to like six feet in what, like 
a week. Yeah, they, they were was, also huge beasts. Yeah, they are, but he yeah. was growing crazy fast. They, uh, I think each of these episodes, they mentioned that basically a month has passed. There's at least a line in each of these first few episodes where they're like, and a month has passed. Mm-hmm. You know and, what I mean? Mm-hmm. And during that, we get the King's Road journey with uh, Ned and Robert, and that's when you get to yeah. them talking more about why he's picked for the hand and like what they used to do. And you get to also talk about John a little bit more about like who his mom could I lo- be. I love, there's a sequence in these first few episodes of like, Hey John, I've got some really important information to share with you that I'll share the next time we meet. Mm-hmm. Wink, which yeah, is basically like you're never going to see me again. Bye bye. No one now. This is the first one was was Ned. Like, hey, and and I kind of figured even not knowing. I think I assumed when Ned was like, "I'll tell you next time we meet," and I'm like, "We're not going to meet till the end of the series," which isn't true. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess they they. If there's an afterlife, they Ghost could. Ned. I don't know. Yeah. I still want Force Ghost Ned. Ned. Dang it. Ghost Ned. Um, yeah, Ned. that was such a cool moment. We'll talk about your mother when next we meet. Yeah. Um, and it makes me wonder, because at that time, the books, I, if I remember correctly, there were not as many, I forget which book we were on when season one of the TV show came out in 2011, but... The only person who would have known that information, I feel like, at that time was George, who told the showrunners how he wanted the whole thing to end. Mm. And then I wonder, did they tell Sean Bean so that he knew how to deliver that line? And that's why they had to kill him. Is he, like, the only other person that knew? Yeah. God! Well, and it's interesting, too, because uh, (laughs) another really interesting thing is is, uh, Robert talking about the, the people they bed. And there's an implication that maybe Ned did maybe sleep around but then you realize the person he's talking about is one of Roberts and it's and it's funny because there's that that bitterness that Catlin Catlin is a is a pretty straight shooter like almost everybody in the north but the, her one one thing that sticks with her especially when Ned's all like ooh honor I've got to go be the hand because honor and you can tell that performance is like in the back of her mind she's like yeah but that one time every time I look at John oh every was, time but he did he's he was he's a straight Honorable dude, he, he and so I, I rewatching it. That conversation between Ned and Robert is is very interesting to me. And also the actor who plays Robert, which I have in here, uh, Mark Addy. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. so, he's so good and he's captivating, and you can kind of deal with him being a little shithead uh, or big shithead because he's no. king. He's the mm-hmm. top of the hill, top no. of the shit hill. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but also speaking of shit hills, there's a little one where Joffrey likes to roam around in, and uh, he has a pretty hard scene to watch. And we were talking before we recorded, which I wish we were recording during that, was that uh, you uh, will explain what you were saying about Sansa and Joffrey at this point when you were watching it the first time. When I was time. watching the first time, I don't think I realized how important a player Joffrey was. I figured he was just a little knowing, another little annoying kid like Sansa but just slightly worse than Sansa mm-hmm. and that's that's uh, underestimating his potential mm-hmm. for being a little shithead yeah. <laughs> and for I, I think a lot of people watch this first season and super underestimate Sansa mm-hmm. yeah. I mean where she is at her age and at her maturity at that point is very much I'm going to grow up to be the princess and every, I just need to be pretty and then I'm, yeah. I'm great like that's what I aspire to do with my life mm. um, and boy things change for her down the road Yeah. Um, but yeah I think people just think she's kind of a whiny little brad and he's a whiny little brad and maybe they just deserve each other and yeah. write them off as such one of the things that uh really got me about that scene that i didn't realize until i rewatched it he legit swings his sword at Arya several times yes. mm-hmm. like with the intention to maybe kill her yeah at least her her yeah. yeah like i guess for whatever reason in my mind i remembered it as him trying to hurt her but yeah. not him trying to mortally wound her. Yeah. Holy shit, Joffrey. Yeah. yeah. 
He's not a good dude. And, and, and it's he interesting. turns into like a little sniveling brat as yeah. soon as like the second one she... wolf mauls him. Like, <laughs> and not come even on. mauls, bites his arm. Bites yeah. his arm. Out. <laughs> but it's, it is interesting because I, I, I was it's basically a dinosaur. It's enormous. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, uh, I was on board with Arya pretty much immediately. I was definitely in the camp of hating Sansa, like right off the bat. And now she's one of my favorite characters. Um, so it is interesting and also it's interesting to see how far the hound has come when he runs down the butcher's board and it's definitely he definitely went right to the bad guy column in that moment and now like a lot of these characters Jamie's another interesting one watching these early episodes and Mm -hmm. and and comparing your feelings now uh-huh. with then it's like he's still he's still ditch of a kid out the window yeah jamie's like supreme bad guy yeah. in this first season mm-hmm. for sure yeah and like the hound i root for the hound now but he's like he did murder like again that was definitely queen cersei told him to kill the butcher's boy yeah but it's like i don't know how far I that justifies so anything well he seemed to like he enjoyed it exactly he's, and or, now and now i'm like I like him. I like him as a character. Rough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people, myself included, would probably say the same for Jamie. Um, yeah. And I feel like that's that's what the series does so well. It really gives you the good and the bad of many of our characters. It's very rare that we get a super two-dimensional character. Uh, Ramsey being one of them. Joffrey yeah. being one of them. Yeah. It, Viserys being one of them. Viserys there, there's, being one of them. And you're right, because they're usually the the straight-up bad guys. Um, I would say the Joffrey, of those three we just mentioned, Joffrey's the most three-dimensional all of them um, because you do get a little because you see his parents and you see the way he was raised and you see like the environment that created him mm-hmm. um, yeah so it's it's interesting I think this episode's also really important for our lead characters because there's a lot of hemming and hawing in the first episode with Ned and Catelyn of like oh should I go should I not go and you're like what why wouldn't you go? And now you're seeing like, oh, because it's dealing with these people is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. All the royal stuff is, and it, it just gets worse from here. It's like, this is a nightmare. Not Could he even that. say no, though? Yeah. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. Not really. Well, and, and it's a month's ride, which I know, uh, DJ, in our previous episode, you had mentioned that, oh, time moves very quickly this early on, too. <laughs> um, but it's a month's ride. So, yeah. like, when you think about the fact that, like, when he left, I kind of thought to myself, like, is this the last time he ever sees his sons alive? Yeah. 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 Like, straight 100%. up, yeah. yeah. Like, of course he didn't want to leave because you never know what's going to happen to your family, especially in the stark mentality of winter is coming. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. So that was a huge sacrifice. And he had to leave while Bran was still unconscious, so he didn't know if he was leaving Bran to die. Yeah. Like, holy crap. Yeah. And speaking of that, like, with the whole assassin coming in and, like, mentioning Valerian Steel, that was a fun, like... Easter egg, the one yeah, that's we a, get later. When, when you rewatch the show. It's every time somebody mentions Flaming Steel, it's like, hold on to that. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't lose, don't lose that. That's don't throw important. that away. Yeah. <laughs> that's bad. even even the the whore that's supposed to train Danny was like, I met somebody with a real dragon glass dagger. Where where do they keep that? Yeah, <laughs> do you know where that? Could you find that again? Could yeah. you? Because it matters. They drop that in C because <laughs> we would. Yeah. I wouldn't mind getting some just yeah. a little bit. Uh, but uh, carry that with you. Speaking of swords. Uh, one of the Stark boys, right before he got an almost really important speech from his dad, but we're going to hold off on that. Uh, mm-hmm. He, uh, We had John go up to the north, and he, he got to see the wall for the first time, which I always think is really cool when you get to see that, because it's mm-hmm. massive. Yeah. It's enormous. Uh, and we also see, uh, it's either in this episode or the next, but I, uh, I think it's actually in the next episode, mm-hmm. so I won't get ahead of myself. It's, it, I like his interactions with the rest of the 
Night's Watch, the oh, younger yeah. boys. Oh, yeah. We will get there. I like that scene a lot. But also you get a lot, uh, you get more scenes with Tyrion and Jon. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. We've got such a good rapport. This is where, I think this is the episode where uh, Tyrion talks about uh, uh, mine needs a book like a sword needs a whetstone. And you kind of get an understanding of, like, their dynamic is so cool. Uh, it immediately made me like Tyrion to be like, yeah. oh, I know which D&D uh, member of the campaign you are. <laughs> and I like you. Gotcha. Figured it out. Mm. Super important. Uh, and then, like we said, we uh, during this, we also saw uh, Ned kill mm, little, pu- little puppy. Little yeah. pu- the big puppy. He passes big. the yeah. has to swing the sword. Yeah, it was really fascinating the way that the series cut... Uh, the direwolf uh, lady dying in with Bran waking up yeah. from the dreams. I guess in the series they don't really show that he's having dreams at that point. It's just the no. direwolf dies and Bran wakes up. Yeah. Which I thought, I was like, oh, what were they trying to imply there? Foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I kind of like that choice. That was very interesting. Um, some kind of fun things that I noticed about this episode Please right right you. off the bat when we uh, when we see Tommen and Marcella. Mm-hmm. I yeah. was like, well, Tommen definitely gets recast. I yeah. think that's <laughs> the same actress. No, Marcella gets recast oh, too. They both too? get recast. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I was like, either she's just super younger because of the ages that they were cast uh, over the span of time. Um, okay. Yep. Recast Tommen and Marcella. Yeah. Um, and this never stood out to me when I originally watched it and for whatever reason to me this time was like oh my god and I had to like go down an internet rabbit hole um Cersei coming in and telling Catelyn about the black haired baby she yep. had that she lost little clue what? A little clue dropped what and so at the first I was strong. like I was like, she must be lying. Mm-hmm. She didn't have any baby. Um, and then I went on an internet rabbit hole and found out this this is, if she's to be believed, this is a serious book discrepancy. Um, but it was it was very interesting to me because I was like, Cersei never had a black-haired baby. Like, I like... Interesting. Right I, away. I assumed it's like, this is, this is one of the things, because the more you find out about Cersei, the more you see her justifications for her behavior. Um, and... Uh, and this was probably one of the, like, she failed to have a baby with Robert, and which kind of probably helped lead her into Jamie's arms. And, you As know, you do. And it's a little, and it's a little uh, hint about, like, the little mystery Ned's trying to unravel that, like, the, the seed is strong. You know what I, I mean? I thought that, or I either thought, ooh, this is a Cersei manipulation at its finest. No. Mm. I thought it might have been a tactic. No. It's hard to say with her. Yeah. Can I also say that I really like Rob? I'm really, he's very pretty and I really enjoy his character and I'm going to be sad very soon. I'm, we had a couple more. We had a yeah, couple more weeks. No, yeah, we've got a few more. I, I'm, uh, I'm, this is reminding me that I'm very on board with John. I know there's some, there's been some critics who are like, oh, John's boring. It's like, no, nah, I'm on board with John. I think John's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of him. I like his relationship with Tyrion. Like you were saying, when we get more interaction with him and the people on the wall, I think John's uh, great and especially in later seasons, he's basically the one tether we get to old school Ned just yeah. getting stuff done because that's another th- cool thing about Ned is not only is he a straight shooter but he gets stuff done man <sighs> you're a big makes fan me sad. Makes as, me well sad. As, as well as getting murdered yeah. Yeah. which is another critique that people say John's too close to Ned and it makes him too soft for this world mm. Mm. maybe that's what you need speaking <laughs> of needing we need a question and there's one here from Daniel there's no oh, last Daniel. name thank you for doing that for me because that makes it easier uh, Quaid's question is why do you think King Robert chooses to go up to Winterfell as opposed to summoning Ned to King's Landing. Is there much significance to Robert choosing to leave his throne behind for the task of getting a new hand of the king? Interesting. Uh, There's also another question here, but we'll start with that one and we'll do yeah. that okay. one after. Uh, they they I needed think, all the characters of the show in one spot. 
and that it had the Winterfell set. And so that's why. Oh, come on. That's your negative. No, I think it's, it's I think a it's family to see vacation. The, I think it's to, I think it's to, to one, he knows it's a big ask. Two, mm-hmm. it's an excuse to get out of a place that he clearly hates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Three, he probably wants to see the tomb of uh, Rihanna. Yeah. Yeah, I think I always took it as respect for the title, respect for the position of the hand. Because, I mean, uh, when Ned and Catelyn are speaking ahead of time, they're like, the only thing he would travel north for was yeah. to ask you to be the hand. So it must be respect for that title. Um, and also, yeah, he probably knew, like, I'm going to ask Ned to maybe never see his kids and wife again. Yeah. I should at least go. Yeah. Mm. You guys are being more respectful. I just remembered my family would go to Mammoth sometime for skiing, and Winterfell's colder than King's Landing. So yeah, they do go on a hunt. Mm-hmm. They do go. They go on no, a hunt. They go on a hunt. Mm-hmm. And they go on a t- definitely to the catacombs in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a blast. Robert Robert is clearly bored with being king. He does oh, not yeah. like being king. Mm-hmm. He wants his friend. He, yeah, wants his, he, wants he wants his frat to buddy to yeah. come and like <laughs> hang out with him. I don't want to make these decisions. I also anymore. think that's really interesting. Is is the friend the clear dedication they have to each other even though they are clearly very different people yeah their values are super different there are things that matter to them but there's still that like brotherhood that they have which i think is really cool mm-hmm. uh we also have a fun question here is like how long did it take uh, for you guys to get all the names straight because i struggled <laughs> that's from daniel uh, well you, know you were what? reading the book oh so god with the books it took me the first three books, yeah. maybe, to Does get kind of a, everybody straight. Does it come with a glossary or an uh, index? So there are family trees in the back mm-hmm. where <laughs> it's just, I can show you what they look like. It's just uh, text walls mm-hmm. of who is offspring of who, and it's um, separated by house. Mm-hmm. So like House Baratheon has three or four pages of bullet-pointed people, and House Stark has three or four pages of bullet-pointed people. And uh, that includes their bannermen, not just the immediate family cool. as well. So it's like when you're reading... Like every page I was dog-earing and flipping to the back and going back and forth and going, which is part of why it took me so long to read the books. Um, But I do think it's a lot easier in the series when you have a person to picture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't imagine, honestly, I can't imagine Mm -hmm. uh, uh, with the book, like with the show, because you always have the, and that's how you describe them. Like, oh, the pretty blonde dude. Oh, yeah, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. That's how you, like, the first season or so, that's how you talk to your friends about it. It's like, yeah, blonde guy. You know? And they're like, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Instead, you're like, you know, the one whose name is spelled funny, and then yeah. the other one whose name is spelled funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all they have normal, if you say them, the names sound normal, Jamie and Ned, but, like, if you look at the spelling, it's all over the map. And Ned but, is actually Eddard. Yeah. yeah, the N is not in the name. <laughs> But there's no N in his name. <laughs> there's, you change the first letter. That's not how nickname. It's Ed. Well, it it's should not, be Ed. It's not Caitlin. It's Catlin. No. Yeah, everyone's a little. So, so how does this for us as we're winding down? How does this stack up to the first episode for us? I, I still enjoy it. I actually no. I think it's about equal. I wish now talking about it with you guys. I kind of wish they did more work rewatching. I understand where Sansa's at. Sansa uh, is at with like that she's supposed to be a princess. Like that's and what she's told and. That's what she wants. That's all she's got right now. (laughs) Who doesn't want to be a princess? If you think about it, and then like, and so it's, uh, and then it's kind of like when you like you try to have like the perfect like friend date, but you have a little sibling there that's being a little shit, and they ruin it, and you're like, oh, but I was trying to make a good impression. And that's what it imagined, but instead it's you accident like it led to the death of a little boy and your favorite dog, (laughs) and it's like. You know, it's. Uh, I understand. It. I wish there was a little bit more done for uh, Sansa, so like we mm-hmm. could understand more, yeah. uh, like mm-hmm. what her, where her head's at. But still, really good episode. And I think my favorite storyline is seeing Danny start to come into her own pretty fast, like pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's for me, Trisha. 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't know that this episode is as beloved for me as the first one, only because mm-hmm. we get so many beautiful first moments and introductions in the first episode. But I think this is a great episode. It moves the story right along. Mm-hmm. Um, and it hits a lot of the major points that we need to hit to, uh, yeah, to, to keep that momentum going. Keep on there trucking. Go. DJ? So, yeah, I, I dig it. Um, I, I love the way this this show builds out its world. It's funny rewatching these shows, characters that we're going to talk about in the next few episodes that are really important in the show but haven't even been introduced yet. Um, so that's I'm really looking forward to talking more in episode three yeah. of Hard to Say Goodbye. Oh boy, that was two whole episodes, and it was a blast. And yes. actually, when we recorded these two episodes, we already recorded episodes three and four. We're what? we're ready to go, and the first bonus episode. So if you guys go check out Patreon.com/slash/HardToSayGoodbye, you're going to be getting a whole bunch of goodies. Yeah. But like we said, there's going to be more bonus episodes. There's going to be watch-alongs. There's going to be ways to watch live and interact with us, and you can be a producer for the show. But I think the tier that we didn't uh, like really emphasize enough is the bridge tier that's 50 bucks that's on the new that's on our osa patreon and on hard to say goodbye and if you do one or the other you get the content from the other patreon so if i gave 50 dollars to hard to say goodbye you'd be getting all the content below that tier from only super answers as well so you get two it goes back and forth yeah price one pretty cool so go check that out and if you would like to we'd appreciate hey it'd be kind of cool to have producers for the show exactly and uh, we can't emphasize this enough this show cannot happen without patreon it's a whole new show with a whole new set of needs and and responsibilities and so if if we're going to make this happen we need the same support we've gotten for only stupid answers for hard to say goodbye um we're so excited to be talking game of thrones with trisha again uh she's fantastic and i'm i'm really looking forward to diving into the show again revisiting those first few episodes really like reminded me how, why i fell in love with the show to begin with mm-hmm. and so i'm excited to go on this journey with you guys and i hope you all at home will join us as well. Thank you guys for supporting our Patreon and our Twitch show so so far. We appreciate you guys. You don't even know how much. Yeah, and I it's hope hard you, to, It's hard to express. Yes, and we hope you enjoy this new show and all the new endeavors that we are starting out on. And uh, we love you guys. Uh, make sure you check out OnlyStupidAnswers.com for all the information of where to follow us and where to listen to us and whatnot. And also, if you're a Patreon contributor to Only Stupid Answers and you know some weird bank stuff this week, across the board, Patreon and uh, the way they've been communicating with banks they bungled it and they bungled it hard so go ahead and give it a go take a look at your account to make sure everything's up to snuff yeah, but that's, those patrons are what make these shows happen and we it, we tremendously appreciate it mm-hmm, and i'm very appreciative of you guys and uh, we hope you guys enjoy but i'm at sam basher everywhere that matters i'm at dj talks trash that everywhere everywhere that matters mm-hmm, and make sure you rate and review this only stupid answers podcast we get higher up in the charts that's how we get more listeners and more chances to do cool things like maybe fantastic fest later this what? year Please, God, I want to go so bad, I'll cry. I'll cry like a little boy out of happiness, not out of tears, not out of scared. <laughs> we love you guys. We hope you enjoy it, and we'll see you guys next time. <gasps> the next episode, we're talking about Spain. What? See you then. Bye.